Introducing Bluehost Cloud, ultra-fast WordPress hosting with 100% uptime. Want a website with unmatched power, speed, and control? Of course you do. And now you can have all three with Bluehost Cloud, the new web hosting plan from Bluehost. With 100% uptime and incredibly speedy load times, your WordPress websites will be dependable and lightning fast on a global scale. Plus, your sites can handle even the biggest traffic spikes without going down or lagging. And with Bluehost Cloud, you get 24-7 WordPress priority support, meaning you're connected to WordPress experts anytime you need them. Not to mention, you automatically get daily backups and world-class security. So, what are you waiting for? Get Bluehost Cloud today by visiting bluehost.com. That's bluehost.com. Welcome to 51 First Dates. I'm Liza. And I'm Kimmy. And we are doing an experiment. And talking about dating. And love. Maybe. Yeah, maybe. Maybe. Cheers. Cheers. Hi, everybody. I'm Liza. And I'm Kimmy. And this is 51 First Dates, a podcast about, oh my God, why am I singing? Stop it now. A podcast about dating, a dating room springer podcast, a a place to come listen to us talk about dating and other things. Today is another thing. We're so excited about today's episode. We are thrilled. We have such such a great interview with um, the hosts of the Bipolar Bicoastal. Wait, did I say that in the right order? Yes, you <laughs> did. I was like, don't fuck it up. Don't fuck it. The hosts of the Bipolar Bicoastal podcast, Anna and Maria, they are twins. They are both uh, bipolar, and they have an awesome podcast about it. And we talk with them about all kinds of stuff, but about what it's like to date, their worst first date stories, like what bipolar even means. It was a really, really fun conversation. Um we're like mildly obsessed with them. They've also been longtime listeners, which is fun. Yeah. Um, and it's a really cool, interesting conversation about a topic that like I didn't know a ton about. And I think it's really interesting. So please stick around for that in just a short bit of time. Why Why do I do these voices? Why do, why do I I'm... sing? I don't I don't know why I do these things, Liza, but we're doing great. We're going to we're going to stop being so hard on ourselves. Right. <laughs> <laughs> yes. We're working on it. It's under development. Yes. Um. You know what is also under development? All of the business things I'm about to talk about. Let's business see how fast development. I can do it. Please um, rate, subscribe, review. It's really, really important to us. It helps um, people come across our podcast. It helps us get great guests. And um, you should also follow us on Instagram at 51firstdatespod and join our secret Facebook group, which is like a lovely special community that our guests today are, are members of, which is very fun. Um and also subscribe to our newsletter we have a free newsletter every week and um you can subscribe below there's a Substack link to our newsletter precious gems we also write out our write out and link our consumption corner in there so if you are wondering you know whatever we talked about a podcast but you can't remember the name it's all there and it will come directly to your inbox yes please subscribe and share and tell your friends my new goal in life is to make liza a tiktok star so pretty soon i will say check out our tiktok but if you have ideas for what we should put on the, the tiktok the tiktok oh my god Today is so hard. I'm I'm really struggling today. You're doing great. You're doing oh, amazing, sweetie. I'm doing you. the Chris Jenner. Thank you. Thank you. Will you also just like take photos of me? <laughs> just like you're doing cam. amazing, sweetie. Oh my oh. god. Uh, 
Oh, but yes, tell us what would be fun on TikTok. We're old. We're not qualified to be doing this because of our old age, but I really want to because it feels like, you know, Instagram is very fun. TikTok is even more fun. Helps us find new listeners. Tell us what you would like to see on TikTok and then like link a video because I won't know what the trend is called. So just be very specific for your grandma. If you could put it in skywriting, um, (laughs) we'll give you our addresses. (laughs) Just tell us when. Um, But um, we're thrilled you're here. We love you guys so much. We're so happy you are listeners. And thank you for putting up with our business. Yes. We did it. We did it. We did it. And what about consumption? Consumption. Well, right now I'm consumptioning, consuming. That's how they say it, right? Uh, a spicy little light margarita. It is the hair of the dog. I had my first hangover in a very long time today. And that's surprising to some of you who listened to this podcast at the beginning. But I've just been struggling. And that is something I'm consuming. While I continue to think about what I did consume slash find my note, Liza, what are you consuming? I'm just thinking about how much I was right. I mean, this isn't a consumption, but I'm thinking about how much alcohol I was consuming at the beginning of the pandemic. Mm. Like a bottle of wine. Well, it's like a split between me and Jeff, but he only ever has like a glass of wine. So I was having four glasses of wine a night for like for like a month. And I was regularly just low key, like light hungover weekday every day. Every day. Um, it was it was such a crutch. I learned that I, you know, had don't have the healthiest relationship with alcohol because I was so anxious and that was what I was using to soothe yeah. myself, self-soothe. But also I think like we can give ourselves a little bit of slack Certainly. for that. That was such a stressful, like all the like one year kind of like things on the news and just in in on social media and stuff are like reminding me just like holy shit um did you know today is the one year since tiger king came on oh my that god just puts it into perspective for me that was something yeah. i just saw on the internet yeah thought, that's a big Whoa. one um so this week i actually consumed something that i think is really fun i've been sort of feeling like i'm out of tv shows like it's been i just haven't had anything like i've been finishing a lot of stuff but i haven't had much to start um i watched i didn't finish but I watched a lot of um the HBO show The Comeback from like oh, 2006 yes. or something it's like a it's like a extreme throwback um but it is stars Lisa Kudrow mm-hmm. as a woman who used to be on a sitcom and then has just not been working a ton and then she gets cast on a new sitcom as like the older like kooky aunt and the network also is filming a reality show about her on the sitcom called The Comeback. So the, it's very mockumentary. All of the, 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 the HBO show, The Comeback, is all like supposedly like raw footage, air quotes, raw footage from this fake reality show that she's on. I'm doing a bad job explaining, explaining this. No, no, you are not. But like Lisa Kudrow is just so fucking talented. She's so the show is really funny it definitely is in that category of shows that's like almost too uncomfortable to watch. And I think I had tried to watch it when it like a long time ago. And it was just like for a long time, like that show, The Office, like Curb. There were a few shows where oh, I was yeah. like, this is too, I can't, it's too cringy internally. And this was one of those shows. And recently I haven't been feeling that way. And I just watched a lot of it in like one sitting. And I will say there are a couple of things that are not 2021. Um, I don't think that it was, um, it was like, emblematic of the time there was some like 
some like jokes about race and stuff that are also show up in shows like The Office and other sitcoms of this like early aughts that are not okay and are yeah. not the things that would be made today. Um, so like that's just a warning for people. Uh, but the show is very, very funny. And Lisa Kudrow is so fucking good. And they, they actually made a new season of the comeback like five years ago that was 10 years after the first season. That's, that's kind of like, okay. Sorry yeah. to interrupt you. I real I thought it was more recent. I was thinking of the Laura Dern Enlightened show when you first said the comeback. Yes. HBO's got a catalog. Yes. And like, it's just, for me, it highlighted something about like, as someone who for a second wanted to be an actor who still wants to have like a career in entertainment, it just TikTok highlights star. something about like the desperation as being a TikTok star. <laughs> like, that I absolutely feel. You know, like the 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 feeling of just like anything if I can be famous a little bit and I'm fight against that but like it is there's something so true about it and I just think that um like I keep saying Lisa Kudrow is a fucking American treasure and I just loved every moment of her in this she hit a note she's so funny and so smart and she just hit every like little nuance of this character so well she's also an executive producer with Michael Patrick King who did like Sex in the City and Emily mm-hmm. in Paris like they're the they're the two like EPs of the show um but it was just like a fun. I was like, oh, I was cruising HBO Max and I was like, oh, watch this. And I'm really, really glad I stumbled on it. Liza, I love that. I also, this is a slight detour, but in your, it, it's aligned to your fame dreams. So I'm sure many of you, I know many of you follow um, Tinks on TikTok slash Instagram. And she has a smoothie named after her at Erewhon, this very fancy store in LA. And I was there today and saw someone order it. And I was like, that's cool. Like, I have a friend from school who knows her. I'm like, this girl got famous on TikTok. She's really funny. And now she has a smoothie. I was like, whoa, what would your thing be that you'd want named after you? Like, what would it be and where? Ooh, I would like, and I mean, this is so basic. Like, I don't think it's unique enough to be named after me. But I would like an iced full fat latte at Cafe Grumpy to be named after me. Mm, Dang, that's good. Like whole milk. Fucking all of it. I just realized I'm going to have to answer this. <laughs> yeah. Idea. Yeah, exactly. Well, it could be inspired by the spicy margarita I'm having right now, but I would love that. I just don't really feel like it's appropriate to call it a Kimmy, you know? Um, <laughs> so let me think. Uh, what else do I love? Ooh. Mm. I, I'm the worst. I'd love a spicy margarita at... Oh. I can't think of it where uh, somewhere to be named after me. Wow, Ooh, can that I was pick a one really great segment. Can you please? Yeah. <laughs> what's okay? What's the place in Santa Monica that wine bar? I want a charcuterie Ooh. board at that wine bar to be named after you. That's a specific combination of meat cheeses, meats and cheeses. You are a dream. Yes, at Esther's. Yes. Mm-hmm. I love that for me. Thank you. <laughs> yeah. This is why you'll I be a like, TikTok star because you could curate the different meats and cheeses well, mm. and like the sweet element. In the salt, like you could just put it together well. That is fun. Yes, because it needs to be something you can kind of curate. It can't just be like a yeah. spicy beverage. It can't just like. be like yeah. an iced latte. <laughs> no, it can. Like I need. To- no, that's like that's just a thing. That's if it was like if it had cinnamon. like if it had like some other thing in it that yeah. I could be like it's that, but it's just a fucking iced latte. <laughs> but the specific thing to me is that it's full fat. I don't want any two percent. No substitution. I'll I'll take a live though with like- oat milk. No, <laughs> nope. That's not what it is. Yeah. No, I get that like once a month 
at like it's like a milkshake i mean it's like <laughs> i never and i just makes my it destroys my stomach but it's so fucking good i get it like i plan to get it a milkshake or like a jenny's ice cream flavor could also be very fun to come up mm. with on your own i just have no ideas i <laughs> i'm not destined for stardom <laughs> alas what a what a day this has been what well, a we journey. have time to think about it while we're building up our tiktok <laughs> we'll think about what our what our um specialty items will be and where it's i can't believe how hard i want to be gen z it's so sad okay uh liza i am also what consuming, are you consuming though I, i'm also consuming i apologize um no not at all okay i have one quality thing i there's a harper's article that i read earlier this week and was like sobbing throughout it's a really interesting story hold on let me find um in the author's words, um, by Ann Patchett, called These Precious Days. These are her words. An essay about Tom Hanks, tornadoes, running bookstores, taking mushrooms, making art in quarantine, stories without endings, and an unlikely friendship. And without giving too much away, Tom Hanks' assistant, who seems like an incredible human, meets Anne, who writes this, who owns a bookstore in Nashville, um, through because Tom Hanks is really into books. He wants to or has started a bookstore. And because they've they've struck up like a very, barely a friendship, but because this woman, Anne, who writes the articles, um, husband is a doctor, when Tom Hanks' assistant gets diagnosed with cancer and needs a clinical trial, she helps her out and they end up staying together in the quarantine in their house in Nashville. There's Remember those giant tornadoes at the beginning of the yeah. pandemic? Holy shit, yeah. Anyway, so I, I did a terrible job pitching it. That's why I pulled up the the writer's description. But it was so moving. It's a really beautiful story. It's a long read. I hadn't read something like that in a minute, and it was just really satisfying. I think I read it like during some reality show that was on in the background, I, and it was so much more satisfying. I just I was like weeping, and it's it's just nice to feel. <laughs> Yeah. Oh, my God. Can I recommend something to you? Yes. Only because it's just like in what world, especially since I've been barely reading. But you know, the one thing I've been fucking reading like a giant tool is The New Yorker. Mm -hmm. So the Ann Patchett wrote a personal history in The New Yorker in I've just pulled it up because I want to get the title right while you're talking Ooh. Uh, in September called My Three Fathers. Oh, wow. And I had a similar feeling. I read it and I was crying and I was, she's just such a good writer. I was she's like, I have to read her novels because yeah. she's like this piece. I'm going to read that that one, but you should also read this. I'm going to text it to you. Like she had, um, you know, obviously a biological father and then two different stepfathers. And she had a very specific and very close relationship with all three of them. And she just kind of talks through them. Um, talks through her relationships with them and what they all meant to her and how they all helped form like who she is and it's just so like she's just such a fucking good writer I'm so impressed by people who are good writers yeah such a good writer I didn't know anything about her because I don't read the New Yorker anymore and when I had a subscription I didn't really read it either uh, I tried but yeah okay that's interesting I need to read more I'm I thank you Liza no I mean I've never read I had never read I, I recognized her name but I had never read one of her books I I have had no experience with her outside of this one article and I was like oh my god I have to read all this woman's novel so it's just funny you read similarly like a personal yeah history like essay kind of thing yeah that's yeah. funny um I will say I really enjoyed your precious gems speaking of personal histories and essays <laughs> I did. We talked God. about soft boys. Go check it out. Yes, I will always promote when Liza writes it, not when I write it. 
Um, okay. I've been consuming so much poog. I know I've already talked about that podcast by Kate Berlant and Jacqueline Novak, but I just want to, I want to pitch it again. There was a topic covered this week, um, wherein something that Jacqueline Novak likes to do at home, she calls Big Red, and that is seamless in Netflix. So that's just the kind of vibe we're working with. I was rolling. Oh my God. I was it's dead. so funny because like I've had that exact same thought when I'm ordering Seamless and watching Netflix where I'm like, here my apps, here we go. Like the two red apps with white writing. That, like, this is, again, TikTok like, I never would you. be funny enough, but I would never be funny <laughs> enough to, th- be, to be like, oh, I'm going to call this big red. That's incredible. Also, Amy Schumer shouted that out on her podcast or something this week when Paris Hilton was a guest. <laughs> Paris Hilton's response, I think I sent this to you, Liza. I'll just post it on our thing. was like, I have to listen to that. Like, I forget exactly, but in that Paris voice. So Paris is checking out Poog. You should too. I just can't stop listening and pretending I'm cool enough to be friends with these two women. Um, finally, two more. Sorry, I guess I really did have a list this week. I watched the first episode of Waffles and Mochi on, or Mochi and Waffles. The, the sweet um, Michelle Obama children's show. It's basically Top Chef with puppets. Or, sorry, not Top Chef. Uh you know, any of the food journey shows, Ugly Delicious, you know, Anthony Bourdain, like, but with puppets, learning about tomatoes and things. Mm. It was very sweet. And the mochi is so cute. I, I would recommend, you know, an edible in that. Uh, I did not have an edible, but I wanted one. It's just so sweet. It was making me kind of well up in cuteness. And then finally, I just this morning listened to Matt James on Bill Simmons' podcast, which is not our brand at all, but he interviewed him after all of this, and I feel like it was an Oprah-level kind of questioning, but I did get a sense. I feel like Matt's maybe actually okay. He just wiped his Instagram and like, uh, he sounded okay. He, I just thought it was kind of, it was so much more than after the final rose. He gave a lot more, and yeah, um, I think it's it's worth a listen to hear his perspective. It's like at the beginning of the podcast, so you don't need to listen to all the sports, you know. Nonsense. Yeah, that's good. I would like to hear more from from him. I was, yeah, him wiping his Instagram was scary because it's like I I know how vicious the Bachelor Nation fandom can be, and especially how racist they can be. Yeah. And I just really hope he's probably naively hope he's not being subjected to like online racist trolls he um, was the rachel had to rachel not Lindsay. rachel other you know rachel kirkconnell yes thank you um she like put a message up so i guess he was being harassed Ugh, um people are such trash yeah. this happens a lot to um this has been a conversation as everyone knows i'm a big rupaul's drag race fan mm-hmm. this happens a lot to drag drag race queens too P- queens of color and um queens who were who were fat you know like i'm using the term fat because that's like the term that i think they use like that's what yeah. you know um like, like some of the big girls on that on that show one of the um the most recent winner of drag race uk i think had to deactivate their twitter because of the hate she's a big girl and it, it's like yeah it's just the fucking internet i'd like to people. give up on the internet soon uh, except for TikTok. <laughs> um, I'm sorry. I, can't. I got, I like posted one video and got so excited when like we got a hundred likes. That is like one like on TikTok. <laughs> Oops. Um. Anyway, sorry to make it about me. This is a serious topic, but I just, it's time. Like people are not getting any better on the internet that, 
you know, it, it happened to one of the basketball players in March Madness who played for Ohio State or whatever went out quickly. I only know this because I have money involved. Um, yeah, Liza and I are in a betches. You're doing bracket. well in our bracket. I am crushing it. You're I, doing really well. <laughs> I, I think I just went down. You do well every year. I always like do a little research. I watched an entire TV show that <laughs> talked me through but what dude, to pick. <laughs> it just drives me crazy because I do a lot of research too and I never <laughs> do well. It, I think you're just good. I think you got to bet for real money next year. Yeah, maybe I do. It's so fun. It's really fun. It's uh, so fun. I like uh, as I don't know, deep bench fans will know college basketball is the only sport I give a shit about. So I love it, but I never do well. And I'm like, I I'm sorry. That's I'm fine. sure it always crashes it's so and much burns fun. I don't even end. care. You know. You're doing well though too actually. I'm in the middle. It's it's so it's <laughs> so much about like just having fun and having like having people to root for in the smaller games is just so much fun. I don't even like I don't it's, even care. It's, you know, it yeah. would be great for my pride to like cup do well one year, but it's so fun. It's so fun. And now it's we so are the Bill Simmons podcast. So <laughs> welcome to it. Sports. You made it. Uh, sports. Great. We love you so much. Thank you for everything. I just I just shut us down right there. <laughs> I think it's time. <laughs> I think it's time. Please enjoy this conversation. It is it, these two women shared so much with us and we learned so much. Bipolar by Coastal is their podcast, Anna and Maria. Check it out. Follow them. Follow us. And we love you. Okay, we are so excited to be joined by Anna and Maria from Bipolar by Coastal, an amazing podcast I've probably already gushed about in the introduction. I know I have. But thank you both so much for being here and doing this. We're so appreciative. Oh my Thank gosh, you for having course. us. Thanks for having us. Yeah, like I said before, but we're day one fans. We're so excited to yeah. be on here. My mom and I were listening to the podcast about um, attachment styles uh, mm. in the car today. Oh. And she was like, what's mine is anxious. What's yours? And I was like, it, it's anxious. And she was like, I tried to like save you from it. I'm like, no, mom. Oh. But like, <laughs> that's not how it works. But I really, I was like, we're good. But yeah. yeah. Um, I listen to you all. Um, Anna introduced me to you all, and I listened to you when I was driving across country, moving from DC to LA. So like three weeks. I just oh my to god, you all. <laughs> yeah. that makes me so happy. It's yep. still even after all these years, it still feels like not mm-hmm. real to me that anyone listens to us. Like right. obviously, like we talk to listeners, we connect with them, but it's so just like I'm in my bedroom in sweats. You know, it's just <laughs> yeah. like, such a weird thing to put together. But that's really yeah. really cool. We're so excited to have you guys on. We're gonna talk all about everything we're gonna talk about your podcast we're gonna talk about how it started actually maybe we'll talk about that first and then we'll do worst firsts was that yeah. a pl- was that a good the game plan yeah, um yeah good. so like tell us a little bit about yourselves about about your podcast how it got started all the things you want Anna yeah. do you want me to do it sure <laughs> okay so basically um Anna and I are twins if you didn't know and uh we both have bipolar disorder so essentially mm-hmm. um Anna got diagnosed a year before I did and then I four was diagnosed so four mm-hmm. years ago and I got diagnosed three years ago uh me Maria and uh so I also well let me explain what bipolar disorder is first so bipolar disorder is uh basically there's like two it's a mood disorder and so you can either be um, manic or hypomanic or depressed. And so um, basically the depression is what 
I think everybody would think of as depression, like any, and so, um, and then mania is characterized by like an increased like energy level, um, like lack of sleep, lack of sleep. It just it can be a lot of different symptoms. So I'll just say like mine and Anna's combined. We did we had different ones, but just like to kind of explain. So mine were like hypersexuality, which is kind of relevant to this podcast. Um, I also like didn't really eat for like three months much uh I slept maybe like three or four hours a night maybe like five or six um like increased like agitation so like I I would like be very like aggressive with people um and mm-hmm. I, I, like increased confidence so like I kind of like just had like really like sick self-confidence for like three months yeah. when I was hypomanic which is like um mania but like without psychosis or like as um less severe less severe like you can kind of function as an as like not really as yourself but like you can kind of like fool people I would think like yeah, sort like of someone who didn't know you it can come across as like wow this person's just like very charismatic yeah. very like yeah. um like increased mood increased um energy it also mm-hmm. though there's a lot of impulsivity that like right. comes along with it too and like sp- um spending like people tend to like I I like bought a car when I was manic so like you like you can do that and then Anna do you want to list what your symptoms were for mania yeah it was similar I was hypermanic so I was hospitalized during mine um but it was which it which doesn't always happen but it did happen for me so I was agitated um like very paranoid um I had some like auditory hallucinations um like very very irritable like we go from like zero to a hundred in terms of like (laughs) The number of, like, I scream at people for, like, no reason. Right, right. Um, And you just, like, you're just very, like, I was just very agitated the whole time. Right. Like, you're not really calm ever. Like, rushed um, speech. Um, at least for us. Yeah. Um, obviously, it's different for different people. Mm-hmm. And then, and then depression follows. Or, or it could be, like, depression mania, depression mania. So, it's just, like, and then, and then there's periods of stability. So, Anna and I have both been, I've been stable for uh, three years and Anna's been stable for four four basically since we got diagnosed because we are because we're on medication and um in therapy which are the is the treatment for it okay and so so we have bipolar disorder and nobody else in our family does and we didn't know anybody else like in our lives who had it that we were aware of now now that we've started the podcast people have like come to us which is which is really cool Yeah. yeah Very cool. And so we wanted to, we, when we both first got diagnosed, we liked to listen to podcasts. We were looking for podcasts about it and we couldn't find many that were like super high quality or like about people who weren't like either like super, super successful, like doctors or, um, and like experts in their field or like a mess, like, like not doing so hot because of the disorder. So we were just trying to find like a middle ground sort of and then also I was moving from DC to Los Angeles and we wanted a way to keep in touch because Anna's still in Baltimore no yes yes so I think that's yeah no very (laughs) just really sweet like honestly I'm like Liza I'm so grateful for this podcast for our friendship when I moved Mm -hmm. like it's it's so nice yeah it's like we are gonna talk for an hour a week and other people will listen but (laughs) yeah totally Yeah. yeah yeah Well, and, and you talk you... beforehand too. Yeah, totally. <laughs> yeah. Sometimes for like an hour beforehand, and I'll be like, "Oh fuck, we need to record it." Like Twelve a.m. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Um, can you guys? I'm just. Uh, this is a misconception I have 
I had about bipolar before I like learned a little bit more about it. But can you guys talk a little bit about just like the length, like how long each oh, of those cycles? Oh, would be for that's you? a great that's question. a really good question, and it varies. Like that's the weird thing. So I, so for me, I was misdiagnosed um, with just. Um, God, Maria, is it it's monopolar depression or is it unipolar? It's I think unipolar. it's unipolar. Yeah, every time. Yeah, I was diagnosed with just just regular air quotes regular depression um major depressive disorder um for like months before my manic episode but then I also experienced depression for like years before then like um my depression probably started like junior senior year of high school and I was diagnosed my super senior year of so my fifth year of victory lap um, <laughs> oh yeah <laughs> quite the victory lap I was definitely hospitalized halfway through it so Ah. <laughs> it's okay, it's okay. Um, so my super senior year, um, I was finally diagnosed with depression, but that was after like what four or five, six years of suffering from it. Um mm, yeah. and most people that's when they get like help is when they're during their depressive episodes. So that's why it's part of why it's so um misdiagnosed is because it, that's how it presents as, as depression and you don't tend to think back in your life and be like wow I was so happy and like so up during that time like yeah. what could have been going on there it's like no like yeah depression feels that. terrible um, yeah but yeah and so this is not what you asked but so then I was put on Zoloft and that triggered a manic episode for me which is when I got my bipolar diagnosis but for me the mania only lasted a few weeks as like hypermania and then probably for a few weeks after I got out of the hostel because my mania was so heightened and it was so scary like it was mm. not a fun one it was no one was like she's so charming they're like this girl seems <laughs> like she needs help um yeah. and when I was the day that I was finally hospitalized I was like in my closet like shut in be like no one like come near me yeah. like no one talk and like I everyone's out to get me like get my passport get my birth certificate like let's freaking go only person I trusted was Maria um and then I ended up like <laughs> yeah being um the police were called and well sorry not the police emergency services are called the police came and I was like carried kicking and screaming um into an ambulance and taken to the hospital so mine only lasted like five weeks because it was so severe and because I was medicated pretty immediately afterwards I was in the hospital and and we're both very lucky that as soon as we started taking medication it pretty much worked like there was some weeks of it but we didn't have to go back and forth finding the right right medication medication. which is most people's stories with bipolar disorder we just got lucky that our bodies just happened to react really well to the ones that we were put on and for Maria I think part of it too was like they knew what I was on so they could kind of try to figure it out for her although we are on different um antipsychotics yeah oh yeah and um yeah and I and mine lasted like three months so it can be anywhere from like uh I probably was like five days to like several months I would think unless unless you have rapid cycling which we don't know a ton about but like that switches within like a day which is which is really different than ours yeah so, and it's funny because yeah, I yeah. feel like that's a that must be I mean correct me if I'm wrong but I feel like that's kind of a common assumption about like what right. bipolar disorder is is that it's yeah. like yes one minute you're happy the next minute you're depressed yeah yeah you're, exactly you know, and, <laughs> we're like no 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 because I don't know if you guys watched um the modern love series on Amazon with like Anne Hathaway as like the bipolar person I didn't watch watched? it which is shocking we have a dating podcast but I, oh, I, no, no, I, I meant honestly so. totally we love the modern love call in the New York Times I can't recommend the show honestly although okay. I know like you both live in New York so perhaps you would like enjoy it more like we 
aren't <laughs> like New York media super fans, but um, what I will say is like what they portrayed for her was rapid cycling, and we were like, ugh, kind of wish that hadn't been like the story to be told because, mm-hmm. and it's a true story, but like it was, it's nowhere close to the reality of most people who have it. Yeah, yeah it's not like minute by minute. Not like the weather going from like <laughs> rainy to sunny Hot in like a yeah. few hours. Yeah, yeah, it's more extended. Mm-hmm. Oh, super interesting. It's really cool to hear <laughs> firsthand perspectives on this because I think it yeah. is like weirdly a term that gets thrown around a lot, like totally. inappropriately. Yeah. <laughs> and I don't know. Yeah. I I read I I would like was I thought I wanted to be therapist for a while and was a psych double major in college. So oh. I read like a, a memoir of someone with bipolar disorder. Oh, which one? Like K. Red Jameson. Yeah, in Unquiet yeah. Mind, right? Yeah. And it was like a great book, right? But I just remember being like, oh my God, this is not what I thought. Right, <laughs> yeah. It's, yeah. yeah. Obviously, oh. I know this much about it. I'm not trying to be like, oh, I read oh, a no, book no, no, and no. I know. I don't know. But that's that's more than we knew going into Like, we had yep. no idea. We had the same. Before we were diagnosed, um, didn't read anything about it. It was just, like, I, I it, if, someone had to, if someone did tell me, I was like, I don't know what that means. <laughs> like, yeah, yeah, I would um, not. Yeah. It's, honestly, that's what I think is so cool about what you're doing. Again, knowing that it's not just about being having a doctor on and educating people all the time, but providing a community for other people who totally. may yeah. be diagnosed or just want to like th- learn more and I think mm-hmm. I, just super amazing what you're doing and thank you for educating us and I know <laughs> there are listeners out there who this will be really powerful for um yeah. But with that said, that is why we wanted to kind of introduce you both before getting into what we have to get into. Yes. Worst first dates. <laughs> and it's funny because once upon a time we read Maria's worst first date on the podcast. Yes. But you have another one yes. I, I have heard. Yes. Yeah, so Rude, did you submit that when you were manic or was it afterwards? No, it was far. It was far afterwards. Okay. I submitted it when I, um, so I, Maria submitted it when I was like driving across the country and I was like, I like this show. I think I have a funny one. And so I submitted it. Um. But yeah, so um, do you want to go first, Anna? Or do you want me to go? With- well, do you want to say like, like that was okay? So that story of I don't remember it was she had gone on a date with someone who said their name was Duncan, D- Duncan, and their name was actually Peter. Was yeah. that right? Mm-hmm. Which is bizarre because like Duncan is so less. It's so sexy stupid. Of, yeah. No offense to Duncan's list name, but like what? <laughs> yeah, I don't know which episode you all read it on, but I th- you guys, you get the idea. Yeah. yeah, it's weird that somebody lied about their name. It's very weird. Yeah, that's yeah. why we read so, it. We're um, like, this is one we have to read. Yeah. He was like, I, I work for a consulting company, so people can't know. And I was like, but that's not what? real. Yeah, yeah. Um, and this is when you were in D.C., right? Yeah, where it's like, yeah. cool. A lot of people work for consulting companies. Oh, surely. Yeah, there's a lot of people who. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, so wow. Like, not that, you're not like you're not like in a like government job where it's like <laughs> he, he didn't oh, work no, for the CIA, like. like and we know people who work for the CIA, and they would still use their first name <laughs> on a dating Tinder. profile. Like, yeah, you know, was, uh, like most people will like put them like with like, a politician, t- yeah. like in their Tinder pictures too. Yeah. My, my um Tinder bio had me with um the Teddy Roosevelt. You guys don't watch DC sports teams, I assume, but I will just say this anyways. It was, <laughs> I don't watch uh, any sports. Like, I will say that's, that's <laughs> a lie. March Madness. Like we would go to like we would go to the games, and um, when the Nationals, the DC baseball team, won the World Series a few years ago, I was in the stadium, not went not where like the game was happening. We watched a TV screen, and I like took a picture with like the mascot Teddy Roosevelt, and like that was my like little wink and nudge but um wasn't a very popular <laughs> it didn't get you a lot of dates huh <laughs> no but um maria why don't you do your worst first date first because it okay. has to do with being manic and then i will do mine okay so um i was hypomanic i broke up with um 
me and my boyfriend broke up like right when I was starting to speed up, probably in part because of that. Mm -hmm. Um, And speeding up is when you start becoming manic or hypomanic in my case. And um, so (laughs) I got on Tinder and just went on like a very, very, very long string of like, it was my first time being single, I will say, in my adult life. And I just like hooked up with like a lot of people, like a lot of people. And um, I would also go on a lot of first dates because I had all this energy and like I was hard to be around. So like my family and friends didn't like super want to be around me. I wasn't sleeping. I just like I was just having a I was having a summer. So, uh, (laughs) sorry. And I had I'm queer, so I had my settings as like both um, men and women because at that time Tinder and Bumble you couldn't do like all genders. You could just do like two like men and women. But I date all genders, but. Um, so basically, um, I found this like couple, I swiped right on them. Um, and they, it turns out that, um, <laughs> the story not like, makes me so nervous. <laughs> they weren't a normal couple. I was so, so I swiped right and I thought the girl was pretty. I didn't think the guy was very pretty. And they, we like exchanged phone numbers and they sent me, she, she sent me this like, out of this fucking world text that I just found, um, again, I hadn't thought about in, like, years. It's been three years. So this is what uh, she sent. We'll call her Karen, I guess. Um, so she... <laughs> Karen, we'll call her Karen. So she, so she sent this text, and she said, The way things work over here with us is strategically designed. We look to have only the most beautiful, high-class women with a high maturity level. It is a close relationship. He is the only man. He doesn't trust men in his business. We only deal with the people in our circle. Multiple minds working together, multiple incomes, and a team that has a family-structured support system makes us stronger. His career is a financial consultant. He works with high net net worth individuals. We will go as a whole, dress up, and go out to high-class establishments to bring in high-profile clients for his career. His end goal is creating generational wealth. He has an elaborate plan that we will be executing. All the women are expected to bring in at least one source of uh, revenue. Opportunities vary. As long as it is lucrative, it is welcome. There are many options. Exotic dancing, modeling, webcam, escorting, hosting, featuring in music videos, adult videos, etc. And then on and on, on and 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 on. Um... Uh, And then they just, she starts just uh, doing a bunch of, like, metaphors. So, we play our role. Each person has a specific thing they focus on. It is like a wristwatch. If one wheel stops turning, no matter how big or small, the whole watch doesn't work. One twig (laughs) breaks easily, but a group of twigs bundled together is strong. If you took sled dogs and pointed them in all different directions, they would tear the sled apart. When they are all in the same direction, everyone working together, they get there faster, it's easier, and they go much farther. And then in all caps... Multiple minds working together towards a goal make us makes us stronger. And then it's like, I look forward to getting to continue getting to know each other. We can sit down, eat, and speak in a little more detail. Let's figure out what date and time um, you will be available for brunch, lunch, dinner next week. I hope your day is filled with positivity. And I, and I responded, very, very interesting. Okay, I'll text you dates slash time sometime later today or tomorrow. Okay, so Kimmy and Liza, what does that sound like to you? A, a cult. Yeah, my yes. jaw is I was going to say a sex floor. work MLM, but a cult is more more <laughs> accurate. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. A creepy. F- oh my god! I wish that everyone could see my me and Kimmy's <laughs> face through that whole thing. Jaw was like, yeah, 
to the floor the entire time. I am shook. I I never. I was. Yeah. So yeah, that's and so. It, Maria like read me that at dinner. This is the hard part on mania that you can't tell someone no. Like you can't, no. you can't be like this is a bad idea. They're like, well, fuck you. And you're like, okay, but like maybe. Like let's not go to the cult thing. Like that sounds bad. And she told us I was like, how do I say <laughs> you shouldn't meet up with this person? <laughs> like because especially because Maria's in TV, so she's like, oh, this is like a story, like good story. And I was like, yeah, great. This story though. <laughs> yeah, like just maybe. <laughs> like I don't know like yeah. text be like I would like to make a documentary about you but I will only ever be there with two bodyguards and right. like yeah. a deprogrammer yeah right that's, exactly. that's, a, that's a super great response what I did instead was I went on a date with this guy oh and my so God. and and she wasn't there they always they and well how much of this is actually true but they always like send him first and then he's like works and I, just, I also want to say that um you can't see me but I'm I don't like, I'm queer. I don't, like, look terribly, like, high class. I'm, like, high maturity. Like, I'm wearing a shirt with, like, a, a deer on it from, like, the kids' section of Target. And so... <laughs> so right. <laughs> and I was, like, 23 at the time. Um, so just, like, I just... It's, like, they obviously obviously send that text to like everyone who has the misfortune of like swiping, like, swiping right on them right. um but it was just like what a dumb like just i'm like nobody would pay for me to be a cam girl like i don't like it's just like that they were barking up the wrong tree but anyway so i went on a date with this guy at like a diner close to my house was that a good move probably not and like biked there and um anna and our friends or just, I don't know who convinced me, but they were like, don't bring your driver's license, don't bring your credit card, like, you don't want them knowing your identity. And I was like, call I was me like, at any point. Like, <laughs> and I was like, I'll, I'll just call myself Duncan. Brilliant. Oh and my so, God. <laughs> they'll never know. I hadn't met Duncan yet. But, um, so yeah, anyways, so I got there, and it, it was just like, he was like, not as, like, he wasn't cute in his pictures, but he was like, even less cute in person. It was like a very confusing conversation where he was like, God, I see you. He's like, what's in your bank? Like, how much money is in your bank account? <gasps> yeah, yeah. What do you do for work? Like, oh, you're very, like, and then and then it kind of just turned out that he he and his wife, like, common law wife, she was, like, a dental hygienist. He was maybe a financial advisor, maybe not. They lived, like, very far into, like, the country of Virginia. And, like probably in like a very sad house nobody else had joined their mlm or cult <laughs> like it was just like very uh, sad. i was like what are you been doing and even i and like i was like literally out of my mind and i was like this is sad like this is just kind of a bummer <laughs> <laughs> like they're trying to start this cult i just asked like, a bunch of questions i was like well so if you're the only man i can't have sex with anybody any other guys and he's like no i was like that sounds not that much fun that sounds kind of shitty I was like, yeah, and then we, and then I met uh, his common law wife, and she had like kids. I was like, I don't want to like kids shame, but like, is this really the energy you want to bring into your kid's life? No, no, <laughs> no. <laughs> That's a great answer, Kimmy. And so, and you're raising them in Virginia, which is uh, just, just really kidding, just kidding, just kidding. But no, uh, but yeah. And so, um, you're from Maryland, so it's like a, a rivalry. And so, anyways, so yeah, and I and I ended up meeting her really briefly as well on like a night out and then just like never 
like I think he like texted me like every few days for like a few months after that because like I'm sure I was the only person who like (laughs) actually went on a date yeah Uh, yeah it was really um yeah so that's my worst first (laughs) date yeah my (laughs) god that is bonkers and I'm so like a I'm really sorry you were in that situation and it sounds scary but also like what an incredible story yeah thank you so much <laughs> you were like I guess I should go on this just in case I ever go on a podcast I'll like, ask you your worst oh totally yeah I was like ever. good story say this for three years I'm gonna leverage this into going on a podcast <laughs> unreal oh my god okay anna what about you (laughs) okay mine is much more vanilla oh yeah she can top it go ahead go ahead nanis go ahead led with uh my okay so i have not got a ton of first dates i don't know if anyone else can relate to this but like most of my first dates have been after i've already um been intimate with the person and yeah before this podcast yep before this podcast (laughs) i could relate yep (laughs) right 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 um I'm sorry. Um, and so, but there was one, it, I mean, it was after we'd already been intimate, but it was a first date, technically, and nice. it was fine. Like, it was a fine date. I just happened to be, um, like, I ended up dating someone else very soon after. It was, like, two dates in the same week, which, again, never happened for me, but it was kind of exciting, and <laughs> um, ended up, like, just dating the other guy instead for three years, so that, or two years, and then quarantine so two and a half years and um we started dating again I'm sure people are familiar with that story and um but like so we just like mutually ghosted each other was what I thought had happened in his head <laughs> like the number of times I've guys like years later like apologizing something for example Marie and I I had my first kiss when I was 15 with this guy and like six and we dated for like three months when I was 15 and Hot. six, like four years later during Me Too, he DM'd me on Instagram and was like, hey, I'm not sure if it was you or your twin that I dated, but I feel like there was some messed up stuff that happened during it, so I wanted to apologize for that. And I, like, messaged back, and I was like, to my memory, like, it was a fine relationship. Like, we were 15 and 16 years old, like, it wasn't amazing, but there was nothing non-consensual in my mind. And I was like, but now you do need to apologize for, like, not knowing who was who. And yeah. And also, like, we have a mutual friend he could have asked. It's like, what gets me? I'm like, you didn't have... <laughs> Also, Who like, was this apology for? Like to make yourself feel better? Because I hope you feel worse. And because they you they should. Mo- they must have like you all like maybe went to second base, Max, right? Yeah, and he so was like, what a is, total what is gentleman. The... Yeah. yeah. Also, you uh, guys well, are fraternal twins, right? We're actually <laughs> identical. Probably dye her hair. Yes. So I was just thinking, like, do you just have different hair colors, or are you identical? Okay, that makes sense. Yeah. No. No. Great question. If my quarantine roots, if you can see, are like I have the same one. You can see that my top knot is a different color. (laughs) Yes, when I do a top knot, it's also like. (laughs) Yep. (laughs) Spicy. Um, I also um, weigh a little bit more than Maria does as well, so it fills out the face. But um, yeah. But I was just like, this is so confusing that you would think to do this, and also like, fuck you. But anyway, so this guy, similar thing. He texts me. And he's like, hey, I'm sorry it's taken so long for me to send this, but I figured better, like, very, very late than never. Um, and, and how many years was this out? Like, a It year? was, like, a year after. Yeah. We went on, like, one date, literally okay. one date. And I, <laughs> and he was like, I obviously owe you an explanation. Um, and I was like, okay. And he was like, <laughs> I was like, what made you want to reach out now? 
And he was like, yeah, I don't know, it's weighing on me for a while. Not all-consuming, but you know what I mean. After I read a couple of books where the main character's father has vanished without a trace. <laughs> what book club is this? And he was like, you're obviously not my child, and we only went on a couple. <laughs> oh, my God. What's wrong with men? Somebody help them. <laughs> We only went on a couple of dates, but the lesson remained that it's really not, just not a good thing to do to dip from someone's life without explanation. So I waited for an evening I had free and felt clear-headed and just sort of decided it was time to address it. Here we are. And I said to back like, yeah, we truly went on only one date, but what's the explanation? And he was like, explanation for what? Oh my god. <laughs> what the fuck? And I said... Sorry, what's your explanation for dipping? And he said, there's really not a reason for that explanation. <laughs> My job's really hectic. <laughs> I mean, his job was in, like, political journalism. I'm sure that is the case. Um, so DC. Obnoxious. But, um, okay. And I was like, okay, great. No need to text. <laughs> oh, boy. What Thanks for that. the fuck? <laughs> it, that's so weird. And it's so, like... It almost just, it annoys me because it makes, it's him making himself, like, so important. Like, I right. must yeah. have traumatized this woman by not I texting. I was like, no, you didn't fucking text him I either. Know. And I and I, te- and I said to him, too, I was like, you know, if it had really bothered me, I would have just texted you. <laughs> so yeah. It's, it's, I was like, I started dating someone pretty shortly. I was like, this is, but yeah. So <laughs> that was my worst first date. Um, yeah, hashtag worst first what but anyway, it was a fine date. It was just like weird texts like a year later. Um It makes me so mad that <laughs> men think they have like I, I it's a really big pet peeve of mine when men like believe themselves to have a ton of power over us. Yes. When mm-hmm. there's no indication of it. <laughs> yeah. I've had and that like... too where like people have reached out or sent me a Facebook message being like, Hey, I like know this blah 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 and I'm like I don't even remember like I don't know like we hooked yeah. up two or three times in 2008 like I just I don't remember like or I don't know it's very strange yeah. and like the lack of agency like on our part too where it's like you don't think if like you had truly hurt me I would have been like like drunk one night I'd be like fuck you like, like absolutely would have happened it has happened yeah. the funniest part too is like before we like well, on the actual date, I accidentally sent him, like, a video clip of himself that I meant to send to, I've been there. to a friend. And I, and I was like, oh, fuck, 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 fuck. Like, how do I, like... And I was like, this can't be you. Like, ha, ha. I was like, what? And he like... But he didn't even notice that. And I was like, that... Like, that's when I was invested in you. Like, if I was like that, you know, like, if those videos like, weren't coming anymore, like, obviously I, like, was no longer, like, that into you. Um... But yeah, I don't know why men, um, you know. Why men? Why? Why Why men? (laughs) So I feel like we, you know, kind of have some sense of this. But what are both of your relationships to relationships? Our favorite cheesy question. And I'm just curious being twins and growing up together if Mm -hmm. you – like even kind of your relationship to each other's relationships. It's a great question. Do you know what I mean? Okay. A great question. Yeah. So um, I and I can kind of say like we obviously had a very have had a very similar 
backstory in terms of like the primary relationship that was modeled for us. I would say um, almost identically. Similar. Almost identical. Yeah. You want me to say? Yeah. Um, we did grow up in the same household. Um, <laughs> and our parents divorced when we were. They separated when we were eleven. Divorced when we were twelve. And we're never like. <laughs> I can think of like, a few moments where they were like seemed to like like each other or enjoy each other, but it was pretty acrimonious when they were married. It was very tumultuous. And then after they divorced, they, they doesn't talk. So the only communication is between the two of us, um, mm. like to each other, like very acrimonious. And um, what I like gathered from that, my relationship, like lesson or story I got from that was like, first of all, like relationships are hard work and um, you have to like, be intentional about who you choose to be in a relationship with, but also, like, that if it's not working, you should leave. <laughs> like, please don't stick it out past the point where it's not working. Um, not that I always, like, have lived that out, but, like, that was how I felt about it. Um, what about you, Maria? Well, I feel like you could answer this question for me, but uh, I'm, like, always in relationships, and... Yeah. <laughs> We're quite opposite. I'm like perpetually a single, and she's always in relationships. Yeah, and um, and I also don't really break up for a while, if ever. (laughs) And I'm always like, could this person like be the parent to my children? And then I'm like, if so, I'll just stay for years, probably. (laughs) Relatable. (laughs) Which is a cool metric to have when you're, like, uh, in your 20s. That's, like, a really super great thing to think about. And, like, also, like, not a great gauge. So I don't think, like... Oh, anyone could be the father or mother or or anything to your kids. Co-parenting, right, is, like, more of an issue. Like, could you parent with that person? The answer is no. No. (laughs) (laughs) Just say no. Um, So, So different. But I would also say, just to answer your other question, um, like, when I view... Me and Maria are actually pretty harsh on each other's relationships, and I think a lot of it... We're better now, but I will say, I don't think it's because we really grew that much. I think it's because we're on opposite coasts. So, like, the other person is not taking time away from the other person, like, to date that's them. The, that's the thing, is, like, we're each, <laughs> each other's most we're important quality time in each gals, and, like, yeah. yeah. So, and so we're, yeah. like who is this person coming in and like why is my sister choosing him over me mm-hmm. vice versa which is yeah. cool and not codependent at all so just <laughs> I mean I yeah. felt that in friendships you know I yeah. I even yeah. actually like because <laughs> my brother and I you know famously another one of our daters Kenny we've both been like he was in a relationship for a long time in high school into college but otherwise we've both mm-hmm. been single together so mm-hmm. even yeah. though I ended up in a relationship first more recently like it's just interesting that we both ended up in relationships you know what I mean I right. feel like yeah. I yeah you feel like that person is taking them away from you a little bit and I'm not nearly <laughs> yeah. as close with my brother I love him dearly yeah. but I don't think we have the same relationship that you two do um by any right. means so it's- and I think too we're both like when we both accurately suss out that like, the other person is not treating like our sister, we've well, been in like, like very unhealthy relationships as well. So it's not like, <laughs> it's like not like we're when like, the other dude's cool, we're like, yeah, that's we'll hang out all three of us or whatever. Like, uh, but we just like, well, most of the time. But 
like I will say it's just more so like we also like don't want to hear it when the other like we'll like we'll make our own mistakes which is like I hope going forward we'll be better able to like trust the other person's judgment because we are usually pretty spot on about it's like it's not even to like oh like what I've seen this person do it's like what you've told me about them Mm -hmm. like Maria I was in a pretty um unhealthy relationship well, actually, it's your podcast, abusive relationship emotionally when I was, um, when I was depressed and when I was manic and yeah. like my whole family, but especially Maria was like, I don't love this. And I was like, well, <laughs> screw you. So like, I'm going to keep doing it. Yeah. And, um, and also because like the nature of the abusive relationships is that you stay in them. That's kind of the point. Um, but like, I will say it was like, I, th- I think after that I've, done a better job hopefully picking the people but also just like listen like if maria said that again i think i would be like okay like let me like think about this like bring it to my therapist like like yeah so yeah yeah Yeah, it's interesting like i'm just thinking about how you guys are in your 20s right Mm -hmm. yeah we're 26 because like i feel like this way about a lot of female friends that I had in my 20s that they were dating someone who I thought sucked and was bad <laughs> yeah. for them. And also, yeah, I like... dated someone who a lot of my friends thought sucked and was bad for me. But it's really hard when you're not twins and super close and sharing all your feelings. Like, I can't just say to one of my like best girlfriends, like, hey, your boyfriend sucks and he doesn't right. treat you that well and I don't like him because... That would be, like, devastating for our friendship. But with right. siblings, like, I can tell my siblings anything the fuck I want. Oh, and right. I have. Yeah. Like, yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. And you can be mad at me, but we're still sisters. Yeah. So, <laughs> so it's wild because you guys, I mean, it's it's a, I'm just, like, guessing, like, it's a cool thing that you guys have this, like, honest chain of communication. But it's tough mm. because I think almost everyone dates a bunch of people that, like, are not right before they date someone who is right. And then you're totally. like, oh, this is right. It's good. Go mm-hmm. forth no complaints you know right totally like I've seen those same friends who dated shitty people in their 20s find like a person they really should be with and I've been like fuck yeah (laughs) two thumbs up you didn't ask me but I'm on board (laughs) yeah yeah and like the good thing about us and our friends too like most of us are in therapy we're kind of joking but kind of not like most of our friends have like a diagnosable mental illness like whether that's like anxiety or whatever it is but I mean you two can let you went to the same therapist for a while right Mm -hmm. so um like I feel like that's helpful too you're just like well if I don't say something like they'll catch it at some point but the times that I have like I've had a friend who like I like people I knew in my life like knew their partner like separately and I was like okay like just like giving you this information from someone else like not my opinion of them like just telling you and they end up dating for years and I was like you know you just people are gonna make their own mistakes when it comes to relationships you can say one thing once but past that like you're just you can't make anyone else do anything like that's kind of what life keeps teaching you over and over again unfortunately it's so annoying you're like this is so annoying like I could just like make better decisions for them um but you can't and so that's kind of what we've been taught to like with each other it's harder to let go of that because again like the codependency stuff but um hopefully (laughs) at some point we'll be we'll learn that lesson I mean again opposite coast help with that yeah Yeah, just invest in the person's life that much and just the fact that you guys are both in therapy and self-aware about it. Like, yeah, I feel like right. that's, a, that's a big step in anything is just like, oh, we realize we do this thing. This is yeah. like my relationship <laughs> totally. with my family yeah. where it's like, all right, we realize it. We say it out loud. We yeah. <laughs> maybe right. some t- someday we'll move on from it. Maybe <laughs> right. not. Right. Right. Yeah. At least we're acknowledging it. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So tell us a little bit about just generally like what um, what 
it's been like to date as a bipolar person? Like, is that something you feel the need to communicate with people? Mm-hmm. I mean, of course you want to communicate that to people at a certain point, but is there a good moment to be like, hey, FYI? Um, or mm-hmm. do you, do you, does it take a certain level of trust to open up in that way? Or how do you guys approach that? Yeah. Super great question. great question. We did a whole episode about this called Disclosing. Our first episode. Yeah. Our second episode. Our first was an intro. Oh, it was just, okay. Our first official episode. <laughs> Mm-hmm. Uh, <laughs> so annoying. Uh, yes, I, Maria, will answer for a second. Um, so yeah, it's definitely. I think uh, when we first got diagnosed, or uh, it felt like a really, it was a, it was something that we were like really working through, and it felt important to share earlier on um, because we, it was something that we were like actively thinking about and like adjusting to, um, and. As I've gotten further and further away from my um, only two manic and depressive episodes, I think I've shared it. Well, for okay, with the podcast, it's like kind of like cats out of the bag. But like mm-hmm. I've shared it like later because it doesn't really feel like as important. Um, but also, I think that I had a tendency to share really early and and that kind of like created like a kind of a false sense of intimacy with the other person Mm -hmm. where they knew something like really important and like potentially like damaging about me like it's uh, like you were saying with like the the like stigma and like um reputation of bipolar disorder it doesn't people don't say it in a positive way about people they like they're like oh my ex was bipolar and you're like, were they actually? And they're like, like oh, no. Or they're like, yes. And you're like, well, okay. Like, so like, not a nice <laughs> thing to like disclose <laughs> yeah. to me. And also like, you're not saying it in a good way, so it doesn't feel good. <laughs> but um, but yeah. So like, I think that our metrics are kind of like being in a safe place, like knowing your reasons for doing it. Mm-hmm. And but also, I do think that at a certain like, you know, when you start to become more serious, they do deserve to know that because it right. is like a factor that affects our lives like we have to take medication every night it is possible that we'll have another um like manic or depressive episode even though we've been stable for a little while so yeah yeah I mean exactly what Maria said and I think like right like for me I used to share it to be like oh I'm this is like kind of embarrassing to admit but I was like oh it's like such an interesting thing yeah I had this huge trauma in my past like so interesting um but now I'm better about that and you're just like waiting I will say with the podcast it has gotten harder like when I was having yeah. conversations with Hinge and I don't know not that you need to mention have a podcast on Hinge but um like <laughs> but it's like, a great way to promote to it I mean yeah yeah, yeah. <laughs> Kimmy you can relate like not wanting to talk about like being like oh I had this thing with my friend yeah but not wanting to say like what it's exactly about. Yeah. Um, oh, yeah. So I, I'm trying to be really careful about not sharing it too early on because um, I want to suss people out more before I trust them with that much. For me, being bipolar isn't a huge deal, but like for a lot of other people, it really is. And like if especially they're not aware of it, they can like use. This sounds like very paranoid, but like they can like use it against you or like make your mental illness the reason why things aren't working relationship or like be, like all yeah. of your behaviors erratic. You're like bipolar, and honestly, for me, it's not usually my mental health that's like the problem in the relationship because I like we have to be so on top of it. Like we have to take our meds every day. We have to like well, we don't have to go to therapy, but it's 
you know, we do go to therapy, um, and, like, I can't, like, for a while I had undiagnosed depression, and that was hard in relationships, like, um, or hard to even get into a relationship because I was like, who wants to date me? Like, what the hell? Um, or, like, to stay in that, that abusive relationship for longer because I was depressed. Um, but now I've been stable for four years, so it's not like it's affecting my day-to-day life. But also, like, we both want to have kids. Like, that's obviously a concern. It is genetic. Um, bipolar is, more, is, like, a mental illness that actually is, like, quite genetic. And hence why identical twins both have it. Um, but so that that's scary like if you want to have kids with someone like that's that's a concern I'm I would be fine with my kid being bipolar but it's harder in some ways mm-hmm. um but yeah so I would say sharing with someone before like they've committed to you I think is a great call because you don't know what you're committing to right um but not like I don't know I'm not like gonna give a arbitrary number but like I don't know not on, like you're like third date or something I don't think you need to so I think when it starts to feel like a secret is is when you start to feel oh yeah the difference between privacy and a secret yeah Yeah. that's a oh that's so good not to you know take that and apply it to everything but it it, like no no please do I think on a much less serious level you know I think navigating the podcast and dating and like the ethics Mm -hmm. of that like we were like third date rule and it's like this is wrong I have to tell you about the first date like I still feel badly but because it felt like a secret, you know, and right. mm-hmm. that's incredibly um, insightful way to put it. Yeah. Thank but you. it's also, it's so interesting to me and very, very sad. I'm really sorry you have to deal with this, but also the idea that you have to have enough trust with someone to know that they won't use it against you. Like that mm. is such a thing that people <sighs> do about things that are really serious, like mental health, mm-hmm. but also about all kinds of things where it's like, it's so easy for people whose who ha- whose feelings are hurt to like lash out at you mm-hmm. and at anything that might be like something that's an outlier about you. You know, like like just right. pick at something about you that is noteworthy, totally. and and like be dicks about it. It's so <laughs> upsetting yeah. that that happens, and it really, really yeah. is deeply upsetting that people would use. Um, um, you know your mental health as that like that's just yeah. really grosses me out and I didn't want to let that fly by without calling out that it yeah. was yeah. gross yeah. yeah yeah I mean we're also both not out as bipolar at work either like for similar reasons um I think the cat's out of the bag for me but, I think they know yeah. <laughs> but no one's acknowledging us so. it's, it's such an I th- and it feels like the inherent problem in a lot of this is just to your point about the modern love show, like, and just the way, like, when I was a younger person, uh, unfortunately, I know I used the word bipolar in the wrong way when I was, like, yeah. a young, oh, ignorant sure. person. I feel like, yeah. you know, slowly the world's becoming better about being more careful with words generally, but mm-hmm. it just feels like this is so under-discussed, I don't know if you, and, and under-represented. Um, oh, and, yeah. Mm-hmm. You know, just hearing both of your stories and I'm sure we have listeners who, you know, have been diagnosed, but maybe who haven't been diagnosed. I I think about myself and my own experiences. It's just, what do you think, this is absolutely like, what do you think needs to change? That's unfair. But how can, (laughs) how can someone listening, whether they're dating someone who may have just disclosed that they are bipolar or, you know, how can we all be better, I guess, is my question. Well, listen to our podcast. Okay. Yes. Um, but no, but like actually though, like do your research. Like don't make that person be in charge of educating you about it. Uh, obviously. Uh, sorry. Like, 
No, 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 no. Not, no. I'm so I'm bad. Sorry, you are allowed to ask <laughs> In questions. Dating. Well, no, I apologize. Sorry, I'm like, oh, shoot. No, no, no. no I think... And Maria also feels differently about it. Like, Right? Like, mm-hmm. Maria wants people to ask her questions. Okay. I, and I do, too. I just don't want it to be, like, the only source of knowledge. But, like, but yeah. on this podcast, that's not the case. Okay. I want it yes, to be. that's okay. literally the purpose <laughs> of it. Sorry, guys. <laughs> Kind of melt down no, in like, my brain. No, imagine we come on and we're like, "Yep, um, can never just like read a book." Thank you. <laughs> no, you're <laughs> got to go. All right, I've ad- I've admitted this to Maria and Anna and Liza this morning early. I'm a little bit hungover today. I haven't been hungover in a very long time, so like I just had a spiral. So. Sorry, Anna, I interrupted no, you. Not like literally. Um, we. I you wanted to say that for the questions. listeners, like they literally told us everything they're gonna ask us, like beforehand, category wise, and like we said yes to all of it it and we are happy to answer this question it's a great question um (laughs) yes and and also like you can ask your partner too but just don't make them like your only source of information Mm -hmm. about it because it it, well it's just like it's not like showing that you care about something it's like if you have like an interest or like a part of your personality and like someone else takes the time to like look into it like oh i love like i don't know for y'all like the bachelor like they like watch on their own like that's so nice like oh thank you for like doing that for me and like we can also talk about it but like thank you for like having some background information on it or like um, i'm sure like it makes you feel good when like your partners like listen to an episode of the podcast that you're like particularly proud of or something like that yeah so yes um and also like not like we said earlier like not um blaming behavior on the mental illness unless you are actually concerned about them going into a manic or depressive episode and before that happens like having talked through like how you would approach that mind you I don't think there's like a perfect way to do that and like when Marie was manic I was like maybe you're manic and she was like no 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 and then it was only when she was depressed that like um like it became helpful for me to say those things so I don't know it's always a perfect way of doing it but that is like um one way of like if you're in a relationship with someone you should have some sort of plan for what happens if someone becomes manic or depressed again um that you come up with together that you come up with together yes um other things you can do, I mean, taking words like bipolar or crazy out of your vocabulary. We've been trying to be better about this, like, in our personal lives. And, um, okay, I'm going to say something, and I don't mean it in a shady way, but in the secret Facebook group, like, a year ago, I remember everyone was like, that guy must be crazy. And I, like, made a post, and I was like, hey, y'all, like, maybe don't say crazy when we mean, like, they're being a dick. And everyone's like, that makes sense. And I was like, okay, cool. And, and like, yeah. that was, I'm able to really sweet about it, but it happens everywhere. It wasn't, like obviously exclusive to this podcast and like with our friends they'll be like oh it's so crazy and we're like crazy you're like cool or like you know, and just people, like, yeah, people have gotten better about it yeah yeah way better about it and it's and honestly it's something that we did not notice until we ourselves were like oh yeah i'm gonna i crazy. need to be better at that me too that's like i oh, absolutely is, say that word a lot like, now now that you're saying so it, hard. Like, yeah. it's no, so hard and it's i use so it i still use it all the time because it's like it's a catch-all word for like intense or like wild um, like wild or like like off the wall or like this fun person. fun surprise like, something's yeah. awesome i'll be like that was crazy like it's like yeah. right word that comes out of here yeah because, and it's like it's <laughs> nobody i think nobody means it in like a um like derogatory way and like i think what is for me like harder is um and i think ocd has this as oh, well yeah. like you what you were saying is people would be like oh that person's so ocd or i'm so ocd that person's bipolar like i literally um had a phone conversation with somebody um at work who i'm like uh potentially casting for this like reality show that i'm working on 
unscripted sorry um but <laughs> and so but anyway so they were this person was like yeah my sister's bipolar and i was like are they actually bipolar and yeah. we need to but we literally like we need to figure it out because we can't for psych evaluations like if this person is undiagnosed bipolar like they can't really be on the show because it's like gonna come out in their psych evaluations with the when they mm-hmm. talk to a therapist and um but if they have a diagnosis and it's like being treated like it's that's better or or this is or this woman's just being an asshole and calling her sister bipolar because she like does something that is out of the ordinary like yeah. wakes up early or like is mean to her you know oh, yeah the yeah. last thing i wanted to say is like um if you don't want to be in a relationship with someone who's bipolar don't like I don't know if like that is that's it's allowed to be a deal breaker for someone. Like yeah. I probably would not date someone who has a history of addiction because like I have a history of codependency and like that's not a good fit for me. Not that I wouldn't, but it's just like that could be a deal breaker for me and that's okay. Um yeah. and also taking care of your own mental health too. So like get into therapy. Like I obviously everyone like always I'm like get into therapy. But like it's okay if you don't want to date someone who, like, could have a manic episode and you don't feel prepared for it. Like, I would so much rather, like, know that now than, like, when it happens and be like, why did you disappear for a month, right? So, um, I'm stuck with it, but, like, if it's not your thing, like, you don't have to be, um... Totally. Yeah. yeah. And we're also <laughs> fairly, um, young, so if you're, like, in your 20s and you can't handle that, like, it's fine. Like, it's... I think both Anne and I are, like, totally fine. Or, like, if you're a partner who has bipolar disorder is depressed and like won't seek treatment for it like you don't have to stay with that person like and and you don't have to like let that drag you down I think for me a deal breaker now because I have to be so careful about my mental health is being with somebody who wouldn't seek treatment if they thought that they were like um going through like some sort of mental health crisis and I dated somebody who when I told them I I had bipolar disorder he was like oh I think I might have it and like I should have been like that's a huge red flag because I can't be with somebody who actually thinks they might have it and isn't getting treatment for it. Right. But I ended up staying with them for two years. So like, eh. <laughs> <laughs> we've I, all been there. We've, mean, all, we've all been like, this is not a good idea, but we're gonna do it. Yeah. Uh, a, a question about someone who's maybe listening and thinking about they potentially have bipolar distor- disorder or want to. Mm-hmm learn more from a professional what would you just recommend um is this something someone could be thinking and then like do something about right now that's a kind of a dumb oh, yeah. question but what yeah i would just love both oh, yeah, of your totally. thoughts as long as you have so what's really helpful we just had a psychiatrist on our show that'll be coming out we and just interviewed her she thought it published it. that'll be coming out soon and she answers kind of questions so i'll just kind of paraphrase what she said but first thing go to a psychiatrist who specializes in bipolar disorder okay uh, a lot of them don't so okay. like it's, yeah. it's a hard thing to, to diagnose and to treat so go to that um bring along like a family history so if anyone in your family has a diagnosis of it or perhaps had it like bring that and then last is like your own personal history of like why you think hmm. it could be um like what's happening could be bipolar disorder and like different like times in your life when you felt like lower or higher um and if you want uh just for right now do some mood tracking Mm. there i'm sure there are a lot better resources online for how to do this but like just rating your mood from like a one to a ten every day and like see if it's going up or down or people a lot of people do um like negative i think it's negative six or negative three to positive six or positive three so a positive six being like um really man like really manic and negative 
six being like really depressed and then seeing if that's changing a lot like people do it every day when they're first like um on their medication to just try to see if the medication's Mm -hmm. working yeah uh, but I would, I would, I think um, it's really scary to have the diagnosis, but it's so much scarier to not. So if you think you might have it, even if they end up saying you don't have it, maybe they have a different diagnosis for you and can help you get on, um, either get on, into therapy or on medication for something else. And uh, it's it is quite a hassle and it's quite expensive in the U.S. to have uh, to take medication every day or to be in therapy. But uh, it's it's. Um, ends up being like way more expensive and like way uh, derails your life a lot more if, if you don't and once yeah. you start having episodes the more episodes you have the more likely you are to have more to it's have like UTIs it. so it's like oh, okay. you should get treatment yeah you should get if you can get treatment earlier that's a really good idea but yeah that's yeah. very helpful thank you both I think super yeah, helpful and thank you guys both so much for coming on please I mean tell we, this has been really amazing I feel like I've learned a lot and mm-hmm. you guys are also just so hilarious and awesome and I think everyone's <laughs> gonna want to go listen to your podcast but tell everyone where they can find you yes yes Do- me yeah so okay so you can find us anywhere that you listen to your podcast uh but just by searching bipolar by coastal uh and then our our tile icon is a little uh umbrella right no no it's a it's a sun with little like uh raindrops coming down so that's just that's the one because there's a there's a podcast called bipolar by coastal bisexual which is not us despite uh me being queer yeah yeah a little bit accurate yeah that's wild that it has one episode and i wish that we could get them to take it down oh but we're twins too so ha yeah (laughs) (laughs) um and then and then um or you can find us on Instagram by again, it's just bipolar by coastal on Instagram or, or Facebook. Facebook. Or and if you think that you have bipolar disorder or um um or or you know you have it, we have a secret Facebook group because it's a little bit different than other um <laughs> podcasts in terms of promoting like privacy is important, obviously. So um by it's facebook.com slash groups slash bipolar by coastal secret and we talk there about like I don't know, someone recently went through, like, um, a grieving process. They posted there, like, Maria had, like, a that funny thing happen at work with the bipolar thing. And, um, I don't know, it's really fun. And, yeah, it's just a really good community. You all can, you all know. You all can it's so cool what you're doing. I mean, <laughs> yeah. again, this is just, like, this is, you know, talking about dating is one thing. But, like, creating a community, like, for moments like that in life, um, it's just, it's so powerful. So, Oh yeah. gosh, but y'all's secret Facebook group is so great. I like people. I feel like have gotten such like um, good advice and like good insight from each other on it. So don't yeah, I, I really like your. Oh yeah, I know. Yeah. We sorry, <laughs> we're trying to not disparage what we do so often, but it's a really hard habit to break. Like, don't we're, that. Even we're talking about making it. a. We're, we're we're thinking about making an apology jar every time. God. Or what's our jar? The, every time we just talk. Or, or um, mean to ourselves on the podcast. Oh, oh, you guys were okay. But here, I thought of a format that would work because you guys were saying on the episode. Mm-hmm. It's like if you like pledge, you'll like donate a certain amount, and then every time you apologize, take a, a dollar amount away from that. So you don't have to like try to donate to like a bad charity, but it would still be like incentivizing. Not I like that better than it. like threatening <laughs> donating to Ted Cruz. So much better. Liza, when yeah. you said about like the Trump check, I was like, I would have donated so much money to Trump. But I was like, oh, never. <laughs> I literally, I was like, the, there's one thing in the world that's going to motivate me to write, and it's how much I hate this fucking guy. Yeah. Um, I like well, that, also, We start with yeah. that. Okay. Negative reinforcement. But this, also, yours is better, because it actually involves donating, which we wanted to do. Yeah. yeah. I also, we're going to send um, 
the full text messages that uh, we for related to the worst first dates to uh, Liza and Kimmy. They can post them in the secret Facebook group yeah. as well. No. If you're curious about what the like paragraph long middle part was between like we need high class women to be cam girls um, <laughs> and then like wheels are better when they're on carts. So they that you don't that end up in a sex cult. Um, I know. Yeah. Uh-huh. I mean, we can totally admit that we just chatted away for yeah, that's like true. 15 Ooh. minutes about reality TV, but <laughs> I'll just cut in there. Guys, we just had a long chat about a reality TV. Some of it may be in, some of it may not be. Um, the bottom line is we really love Anna, Anna and Maria. You guys should definitely listen to their podcast. Everything oh, yeah. that they talked about is linked below. And thank you guys so much, truly, for coming on. It's been so fun. Oh my, thank, thank you, you so, so much, much for having, having us. us. This has been truly, like, a dream and a delight. Oh, it's been yes. a dream. Thank Pleasure. you. We are in the dream, too. So we really appreciate it. <laughs> yep. Everyone listen to their podcast. It's great. <laughs> Keep listening. Tell your friends. Keep telling your friends. Uh, thank you guys so much. No, thank, thank you. you. Thank have you. A, have a great rest of your day. Go on a date. Go on a date. Go on a date. date. <laughs> Ha <laughs> ha